Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is The Material Podcast, episode number 372. I'm your host, Florence Ion, and I'm joined here by my co-host and uh, the OG of the POD, <laughs> Andy Anako. Notorious N-E-R-D, that's me, yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Hi. Nice to thank you Hello. for thank. I'm so glad you're back. I, mean, like, I speaking I for myself and everybody else missed you last week. I mean, it's, it's it's an interesting change of pace, but it's not like a better change of pace. I had to do. A solo. I thought about you a lot while I was in New York City because I was like, well, this is like I'm just thinking of what I'm, what am I going to tell Andy about this trip? <laughs> like, I did. I get. I did get to see the pretty. I saw it out the window of my lift, but I get did get to see the pretty. Um, living sculpture situation over by Chelsea Market. Oh, nice. So if the God, if if the God <laughs> will have it, <laughs> the gods, God, whoever is up there will have it. Um, I'm hoping that we can have a situation where you and I end up in New York at the same time and we can finally go. I can finally go to experience that. So I'm saving it for you. We can hope that that happens like for the Google event. They'll probably happen in October. But you've 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 given me like you've you've revived one of my favorite uh my favorite memories of the Chelsea area. Or actually mm-hmm. it's not the necessarily ch- and where's Chelsea regarding the High Line. I think Chelsea I think High Line goes through Chelsea. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, I just kind of call it Chelsea because that's it's, where I mean the High the, Line goes yeah. through everywhere. It's this big they they yeah. took an elevated railway and they basically turned it into this beautiful like walking park that mm-hmm. so that that no that few people know about because you do have to climb a, uh, two flights of stairs at certain points to get from the street level to this big I'm above it's good exercise. I'm, I'm above it's great. Yeah, it, I would it's, walk it just to get exercise after an event in New York yeah. City. Yeah, no. <laughs> and well, also to get like, okay, it's greenery and it's it's a place that there are places mm-hmm. to That's, sit, which yeah. are not, which are not exactly. exactly plentiful, like in normal places in New York. But so, mm-hmm. and also as there are, there can be like little performers there, but also like uh, temporary freestanding sculptures, like that will just basically get into a sculpture for like a couple months. And so <laughs> the, the reason why this was such one of the, my favorite New York memories is that I had read beforehand of what one of these sculpture installations was, and I was really excited to go and see this. I was, I was I'm taking a walk anyway, but one of the one of the uh, one of the impetuses of doing it is that oh, well, actually the, the Highland would be a particularly good walk to take because then I could see the sculpture from this artist that I've thought a lot of, and it's, it's, it's a unexpected place to see their sculpture. And what they and I should point out that there I can't remember their name, but the their expertise is they make these super hyper realistic sculptures of people and it's not oh well here is captain strangeborg who led the charge in the battle of whatever whatever it's just please believe it or not yeah yeah well yeah it's just it's just <laughs> random dude that you'd see on the street only it's like only it's in like an art gallery and it's not moving and so <laughs> so i want so, so I see the I see the sculpture, which is, as I recall, like a middle aged balding person, like in a ratty t shirt and pants, just random dude in sneakers, and <laughs> and I wanted to feel the texture, so I didn't. So and and again, it's not like there's a there's a rope around it, so I just basically like put my hand like on the shoulder and like was sort of tapping it, and I, I do hear like at least one gasp <gasps> because. There are, apparently there are a lot of people who thought that this was like a living uh, uh, one of those street performers who pretends to be a sculpture. 
So they're like, oh, why, yes. why, why are you like looking inside his ear hole? Like, why, why are you like, ta- like, like tapping on the, aren't you rude? And then they realize that, oh, it actually is a sculpture. I just, I just thought he was really good. This, this guy who was posing like that. I was trying to see if I could look it up by the way. Um, and, and, and then I looked at some other art that I've missed that was on display on the Highline. Granted, this was my first time back to New York. The last time I was there, Andy, was when I was with you at the Pixel. Oh, so pre COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pre COVID. First time on a plane since COVID <sighs> happened. Yeah. That was exciting. Yeah. That was a lot of anxiety. It was a lot. I had a lot of anxiety going there. It was like just texting my husband constantly, just freaking out, having all my internal dialogue just be splayed out somewhere. And fortunately, I had like, I had emptiness almost all the way through to the next row on my flight there. But so that was about, really nice. But enough about your feelings. How was the seating? Ha <laughs> ha. You see what I did there? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was able to have like a buffer zone on the way yes. back. I did not have a buffer zone, unfortunately, because it was a full flight and a small plane, a smaller plane. Yeah. Um, but it was it's hard. It's really hard traveling right now. And I was devolved to tears upon my return because I didn't realize that they built a new parking garage, a new long-term parking garage at SFO at San Francisco International Airport, which is where I flew out of because I got to go down there to get the direct flights. Okay. I'm not doing any of this hopping business. (laughs) Six hours and dump me down there. Okay. I don't need a layover anywhere. I don't need a layover in Philly or Colorado. Anyway. um, And I completely forgot where I parked my car when I got back and I thought that I had remembered it and I was like, Oh my God. And then I just started crying in the middle of this parking garage. Cause I'm like, I am completely out of touch. I don't <laughs> travel anymore. Everything has changed. So my life has changed. I have a child. I haven't. So it was one of those. Yeah. It was just like full on every emotion that I was clearly feeling during this trip, just like hitting me right there. And so then I walk over to the key. I go drag my suitcase with me to the kiosk. And I'm like in just welling up and I'm like, I can't find my car. (laughs) And the woman's like, do you remember where you parked it? And I was like, I could have sworn it was in 4C. That's what I remember saying to myself when I left. And she's like, oh, 4C is in that building over there. And I was like, and she's like, but don't go anywhere. And so she called the cart guy and the cart guy came and got me and he grabbed my bag for me and oh, he nice. drove me to my car. <laughs> it's just like, thank you. Everything has changed so much. <laughs> Everything is so different <laughs> since I flew. It was, it was a lot. It was a lot. Isn't this is great, a big trip for me. Isn't it great <laughs> that there are people like that that are like, you know what? It is within my power to if uh, not only will she appreciate the cart ride, but she will appreciate that like someone is focusing on on her and her problems, even if it's just this one tiny bit. Oh, and I'm, I'm not, darn it. I don't want to be that white that. woman, but <laughs> I I had that moment because because I just this was a very emotional trip for me. It was my first yeah. work trip. And I used, Andy, I used to do these things like a snap of a finger. I was a freaking pro. I was great at packing. I like, I always packed the right clothing and the right shoes and everything on this trip. I had blisters because I was 
let me wear my really nice new shoes I bought for myself for my birthday back in May to the office <laughs> to like meet my boss and coworkers because I have to wear the nice shoes. Yep. But I didn't break them in. Um, I stayed in Times Square, which is my first time staying in Times Square. I've always stayed in the outer boroughs because right. I would always stay with friends when I would visit. And so I'm very, you know, I'm very used to like that. I, I had never done any... Um, I wanted to tell you this. So I had never done any like touristy stuff besides the museums. Um, so I, I really took in the fact that I was like, I was like, let me walk through Broadway and like see what this is all about. Let me walk to Rockefeller Center because like I have never been there. And oh, wow, the skating rink is actually kind of small. It looks so much bigger on TV. <laughs> uh, everything is much smaller in person. <laughs> Uh, and so I, I figured you would appreciate that I, I just kind of like, I didn't have it in me to go out. The only time I went out was uh, my my Discord friends and I. We were really into kitschy themed restaurants, <laughs> and so Times Square perfect for it. So I went and I ate at Margaritaville on my last night. <laughs> so I'll let you know I had a perfect margarita <laughs> while. They're playing the song on these giant LED or all yep. these giant TV screens in this very kitschy restaurant. Uh, the thing is, they have a very cool rooftop and we were hoping to sit on the rooftop, but it was full because it was happy hour anyway. Yeah. Anyway, I tried to take it in, Andy. And can, and can I say before anybody judges that, oh, you went to New York City and you went to Margaritaville. I have to say that this is true of Almost any huge city that you visit for the first time yes. that, yes, you, yes, I know there is this amazing, incredible dim sum place or, oh, my God, I, I read about this incredible Canadian Brazilian fusion place where uh, all this <laughs> all the food is served to you on top of a burning stool and you have to eat it before it gets to. It's like, yeah, you went to Margaret. So, yes, I did, because I, I was hungry. It was dinner time. I of the 5000 different places to eat I was walking past this place that served food that I could recognize and I recognized that I could afford to eat there so yes I ate there the number of times I've been in San Francisco or uh, no I'll say I was in uh, Beijing uh, for for like a week <laughs> okay. uh, for it's like a week week and a half and twice I ate at McDonald's and the Outback oh, Steakhouse yeah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Now this was this was oh, a, yeah. I, I I also have lots of photos of amazing like world beating meals that I had like during my trip there, mm -hmm. including mm -hmm. I'm not and I'm not joking, just the food court at this mall that was like kind of close to my hotel, where it's it's like a it is a food court, but it is like all of like the trashy like. I know that I know this isn't healthy for you, but it's fast and you're at the mall. But it's like all different stuff that was made like for uh, for a Beijing citizen's audience. And it's like, mm -hmm. oh, I, I don't I, I kind of recognize this and it tastes great. But it was there are times where it's like, look, I just want to solve the problem of I'm hungry yeah. right now. I yeah. have eleven dollars. I would like to spend no more than eleven dollars on this meal. I, I acknowledge that. I can choose between one, two, or three Michigan stars of restaurants to eat within two miles of my hotel, but I don't want to spend $400 for a vapor-based beef tureen. I just, oh, a Big Mac, you say, and fries that are French, and soda. 
in a cup with ice and a colored. You know what? That would hit the spot. Thank you very much. Don't judge anybody for that. Yeah, I agree. And I just wanted a spot to hang out with my friends and talk Absolutely. to them for company, a while. Company is always and better not, than cuisine. And not spend a crap ton of money. I did eat at some very cool, like, vegan fast food places that exist around the city yep. for, you know, people who work. Because I was like, well, the food scene, vegan food scene here is fun. Let's let's do that. Um, but so the reason I was in New York was obviously I said I was there for work. So You're I was there for the OnePlus. Yes, I was on assignment for the OnePlus 10T event. So I was, I went to the event. I only went to the event. As I was mentioning earlier, my comfort level with going into very crowded places was, uh, now remember pre pandemic, we talked about necessities, right? Right. What, what is a, what is something that is a necessity is the grocery store, right? And the gas station. Uh, well, because this is a work trip and in a, uh, quadruple vaxxed, society i mean we have access to that that's what i mean to say uh the necessities are a little looser right than they were so i kind of just did what was necessary to get my job done which what i was what i needed to do and i kind of avoided like really going out to like parties or social gatherings because i'm still not fully feeling it Nope. Still not fully. I'm not fully ready. I'm maybe I feel like I will feel better once Mona gets her final vaccine to seal the deal with what's going on. Do not write me, by the way, about vaccinating my child. I don't care what you think. <laughs> um, I feel like I will f- finally feel a little freedom to take the risk. But it's still it's I'm still navigating those things. I mean, even on, even on my plane ride home, I was so hungry. So what I just did as I like, I pre-ordered a cheese plate and I, I just like put it in my mouth and then put my mask <laughs> over and chewed. It's just like, okay, don't, don't breathe while I put food in my mouth. Like, because this is, yeah, you're, this you're, is what I'm navigating. Actually, you're making me realize that what we need is an N95 feed bag. Like it has like, it's like a tube <laughs> of N95 material. You can just like put like, cheerios or like anything that is sort of like a granular sort of or, or granola yeah and so like, anytime, anytime you're hungry you can just like lean your head back and toss like a mouthful in your mouth and just chew without exposing yourself to mm-hmm. horrors yeah i'm i'm totally in the same boat that, and that's exactly the same phrase that i've been sort of navigating this entire week that phrase being i'm i'm just not feeling it because this weekend is uh, what used to be Boston Comic Con, like the largest Comic Con, like in New England, uh, and Fan Expo, like the national, like Walgreens of Comic Cons, bought it, so now it's Fan Expo Boston. But it, if if you're like me and you en- you enjoy the culture, and also you enjoy spending a couple of days like with your camera taking portraits of yeah. people who are dressed in amazing costumes and makeup and who are eager for pe- strangers to come up and take their picture after asking asking permission, of course. It's it's such a great opportunity. It's so much fun. There's so many people that I have quasi relationships with that I only tend to see like a Comic Cons and I kind of enjoy seeing them. I have like one or two actual friends that are coming in for it and it would be nice to say hi to them. But I'm not sure that I'm ready to go to that kind of a gathering yet. And on top of everything else, the event, the uh, 
San Diego Comic Con is like the largest Comic Con in the country, and they, <laughs> they and they and that was like a month so ago. It's too much, <laughs> right? Right. I, I went once in the year two thousand, and I decided that even then, before it became as big as it is right now, this is about as big of a Comic Con as I want to go to, and even it's, and it's like twice as big now with like one hundred and thirty, hundred forty thousand people, and even they were able to do. Guess what? Uh, yes, we're having our first live in person Comic Con again, but. I don't care if we are having 140, 150,000 people and it's going to cause logistical nightmares and uh, time problems, but you are going to show a proof of vaccination and we are going to put a wristband on your wrist to prove that you've been vaccinated and you will not be allowed anywhere unless you have this wristband and a mask. Guess what? All of those things are going to have to happen if you want to be in Boston Comic Con decided that, you know what? We're kind of past that now, aren't we? How about how about if it's how about in the in the big web page and we were explain health and safety? We just write a line that's kind of cute and kicky, like, hey, let's all agree to spend to stand at least one lightsaber apart. I'm saying that's exactly what I was hoping to read when I opened up that link. A glib dismissive piece of humor. So I'm I don't know what I'm I don't know exactly what I'm gonna do. Uh, I might decide to go on Friday, which is the slow, obviously the slowest day. And because it'll be very, very lightly attended uh, compared to Saturday, which is going to be the is Saturday the, will be bonkers. The, the madhouse yeah. day, right? I will be able to see the, like my, my friends who are there. There are a couple of creators that I probably not going to be buying anything from, but I would like the opportunity to go up to their table and say, hey, you did this work that I really, really enjoyed. Please can keep yeah. them, keep continue. I really do value that because uh, it's it's I think that people like you and I feel a kinship to people who have that kind of work and that kind of fame where here we are, we're, we're doing our podcast. Mm-hmm. I am alone, like in my house, you are alone in your office. Uh, we are just, we're going to, my thoughts, yes. your thoughts. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's a large group of people. That's, I agree. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> but, but, you know, but you, you know what I mean? It's like at some point we, at, at some point we're going to finish the recording. We're going to put this in the Dropbox and mm-hmm. in a day or two, thanks to you, uh, filling out the form and adding the description, it's going to be published. And, but we don't get, we don't have a connection to the people. We don't have a, 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 a we don't see a direct connection to the people who yeah. are enjoying this. So we see numbers, we see revenue, we see things like that. So we know that you're out there listeners. Thank you so much for keeping coming back and Thank you. coming back in greater numbers. But, uh, but it's not, but it's not the same as, uh, it's not the same as a uh, uh, having tangible evidence that look an actual carbon based life form capable of locomotion and speech and thought is presenting themselves to me and saying, I have seen your work. I enjoy your work. I want to encourage you to continue to do more work if you enjoy this work yourself because you have an audience and you can't help but think that, gee, maybe for this one person, there are X number of people that are also watching and learn. so it's it's great when there's someone who has a youtube channel that i really really like i i really do enjoy coming up to that person and saying oh my god especially you did this great video like uh, two years ago that i keep i actually had a download because i keep watching it every time i need a boost and stuff like that it's it does give me kind of a kind of a jolt and that's one of the things that's kind of motivating me to try to go friday anyway i don't know if i'll go saturday I think that that will be really crossing a line. I mean, as it is, I'm going to be, I'll have an N95 on on Friday. I will have two or three extra new ones in my bag in case something breaks or, uh, or I lose something or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, 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 that this, I will only say that the, I'm, I'm trying to do that grown up thing 
where I'm trying to, the, the horrible thing about being a grown up is the same thing as the greatest thing about being a grown up that right. you get to make your own decisions without having to anybody tell you what you should do because you're the only one responsible for the consequences of that. And, and again, that's the good thing and the bad thing. And, so, and I, all the week long, I've been saying, Andy, you, if, if you want to go, you can go. There's nothing stopping you from going. And if, and if you decide to stay home, once again, there's nothing stopping you from going. You simply have to review all of the good sides and the bad sides to each decision and decide which consequences you might be happier with or less happy with. And I, <laughs> the, the, see the, and the, for me, the, the two other wobbly parts of the decision are that as it is, I'm over the past year, like after COVID, we're still in the grips, but the grip is not quite so tight now. It's mm -hmm. my default position is, hey, how about we walk up to the diner and like have uh, go out for for breakfast? We haven't gone for breakfast there for like uh, for like three weeks or four weeks. We're kind of due. And I'm like, ah, but do I really have to leave the house? I have. I mean, I've got like all everything I need to make breakfast right here. And so part of it is like, yeah, but wouldn't it be a good idea to again encourage you to get out of the house and be with people again? Again, very very good. Uh, the other thing is that uh, Boston Lyric Opera is doing a production of Romeo and Juliet on Boston Common Saturday night. <laughs> and so I'm, 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 I'm worried that I will use that to like twist my arm and saying, let's go on Saturday anyway, because afterwards we can go to the open air. It's not a no COVID problem with Boston, in Boston Common. And I, and on the, on the other hand, I don't want to, I'm also aware of the problem of trying to rationalize a bad decision, trying to talk yourself into doing something that you kind of know you shouldn't do. And it's, I mean, there, there are a lot of factors there. Also, I'm, a friend of mine is uh, coming over and staying over uh, for a few days, like next weekend. And like, uh, what if I get COVID and I have to say, hi, please don't come over because I'm going to be still like incubate. I'm going to be still like writing this out to make, to make sure that I, uh, I don't, I don't fail a test before I get into expose, get into contact with anybody else again. So it's, it's weird. I don't know. That is, that is a concern. Yeah. That is a concern. I was going to say, if it were not for that one thing, the thing that helps me the most is um, I just I got a very comfortable mask. I bought some fancy masks, some pa fancy KN95s. They were extremely comfortable. And so and also stylish, by the way, which was I looked for something that I would feel like, you know, cool wearing, if that makes <laughs> sense. OK, and something that would be comfortable because I'm actually, I, you know, I have a whole box of the Amazon KN95s, but they are not, they're not the most comfortable. They're extremely effective, but they're not the most comfortable um, or cute. So it, that really helped. And I just told myself, you know what, if I have to deal with like the crappiness of the heat, because it was just so hot. God, especially I, last week. You... You East Coasters, I don't know how you handle <laughs> the heat. It's the humidity on top of the 90 degree heat. And in Times Square in particular, like oh, just God. walking when I would walk to the office, all that heat is just radiating. And I don't know how you guys are doing it with masks, but like kudos to you. So, yeah, those are those are things that you have to weigh. Um, those are things you have to weigh. I don't want to like. I want to go into full flow friend mode, but I, because we're recording to a public audience, I also <laughs> am holding myself back because I try not to give like public COVID advice, if that makes sense. Indeed. Yeah. It's easier to talk like one-on-one -on -one to somebody. 
because you you never and you don't want to give public advice in this. So consider this conversation that Andy and I uh, are having. Consider it a something to relate to. Like, look, these are people who also are like navigating this in this time that we are in right now. This is what we are considering. But I will say, Andy, masks and vaccination, you have those two things going for you. And I know how much you love the opera. <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially free as opera. your friend. <laughs> as your friend. My goodness, free opera. I know. Oh, I know. And, 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 and I know how much you love a day. A day out. And so, did, did, did I also mention that there is this ice cream company that have that have they say Andy. that they that they've, de- they've developed they're they're coming out with a special Romeo and Juliet flavor of ice cream that they're going to be selling only at oh this opera. Imagine like living the dream. Like I've, <sighs> I've been I've been to the Met so many times. At no, at so how many times, Andy, have you thought about? Wouldn't it be great to have a big bowl of like raspberry vanilla ice cream in your lap? At the Met, while you're watching this opera, just spooning happy spoonful after spoonful into your yap. And how many times have you asked and, then, and been told by the Met, no, you absolutely cannot have a big bowl of ice cream inside okay, the Met. Okay, so you can't have any – can you have any refreshments while you're watching the operas? No. At the Met? They Not, no, they're, they're, Only water? No. I don't, I've never even seen people with water. I've The only food item that I have – uh, that I have evidence of is the rattling of a cellophane wrapper on a cough drop or something. When someone says, you know what? I want to be as annoying as I can possibly be, but I want to have plausible deniability. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have, I have snuck, uh. I, I have, I've definitely snuck food into the Met because there's like one or two, like half hour. No tagging. <laughs> By the way, don't tag Andy on that. No, no, no. Okay? See, it's 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 perfectly fine. Like I, I'll have like an in my in my little like sh- my little satchel. I will have like a diet Dr Pepper and maybe uh like an apple cider cider donut that I got at the farmers market, like in Union Square, because you know you like you like a little bit of a snack, and maybe you don't want to spend eighteen dollars on uh, a glass of champagne with a, with a slice of peach in it at the bar, and. You know, I, again, I am opera riffraff, so not only can I not afford that, but also sneaking sneaking food in from the outside. It's it isn't it kind of interesting that and illustrative that here in the 21st century, when we're supposed to be at the apex of our civilization, I cannot sneak food into a movie theater to see a Tom Cruise movie or an Avengers movie. However, I can ease. They don't check my bag for food for contraband food when I enter the opera. That's how classy okay. they are there. That's how classy they are. Wow. Well, uh, <laughs> we, we've got to get our show started. We've got so much to get through. I think we should. Um, and you can find out the results of Andy's life from his social media. <laughs> so unless Andy decide not to share, I do not do not I, adjust your display understand. when you're looking at my Instagram next week. There might be a lot of people with blue and green skin. Oh, goodness Christ. Um, all right. Well, in that case, you I think you all know what's up next. I went to New York City to look at some Samsung stuff. I'm going to talk about my experience with that coming up next. So look forward to that. And then afterwards, we're going to talk a little bit about the hashtag get the message campaign. Um, and by talk, I mean, Andy and I are going to probably dunk on it. <laughs> I Let's leave that as a surprise. 
Um, I, I, I know. Why don't you stay tuned, we, we dear do, listener? We need to talk. We need to talk about it because you've seen this hashtag like spray painted on subway cars, stickered on lampposts everywhere. It's the movement that's taking over the nation, and maybe you've wondered mm. exactly what that darn hashtag is all about. We've got the answer to you. Answer for you there. Yes, exactly. Okay, perfect. Uh, and yes, that was sarcasm. Right so maybe I've blown the idea of whether or not we're going to be dunking on this campaign. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't know how to like trick people into continuing to listen to an episode i'll i'll pick it up as i go just just come back brb please well now we enter the portion of mona is sleeping upstairs part so <laughs> we're gonna go into sultry samsung mode there's going to be a um, little bit more presence on the mic so we can mm-hmm. maintain audio recording levels while not mm-hmm. raising our voices we'll we'll see how i do um <laughs> So I went to New York City, as I mentioned, and I got to see everything that Samsung announced today, the day that we're recording this podcast, August 10th. Um, and we're going to talk about it. And the reason we're going to talk about it is because, A, Samsung is the number one manufacturer in Android land. <laughs> That's the truth. Uh, as much as we love the Pixel and the things that come with the Pixel, Samsung just pushes more units so when samsung does something we have to pay attention uh not to mention that because samsung is doing foldables (laughs) we have to look at what android is like on the inside of the device he's she's holding up a glowing square and because it's (laughs) and because it's it's nighttime it's just a glowing white square but I, but in, Here's I can imply. Ooh, and I'm looking at a reflection of her screen. Yes, the beautiful. <laughs> there's, there's you, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Ew, here I am. Hey, who's that handsome son we got? Um, this is gonna be a fun review. So I just got my devices in today. We'll, I'll talk a little bit about that. But in New York, what I did get to do is I got to go through, there's a new Samsung experience that anybody who's listening to this, if you live in New York City and you have access to the Chelsea market area, which is what I'm referring it to as, um, there's a giant Samsung experience happening over there. And what you can do is you can walk through and learn all about the ecosystem of Samsung devices. You can learn about the wearables and you can learn about the buds. Um, But what's really fun is that you can also make a bespoke Z Flip 4 at this location. So you go and there's like this whole automated machine (laughs) that will go on a panel and pick all of the exclusive colors that are available for this bespoke program. (laughs) And you choose obviously the colors and the build and, um, and then it spits it out for you right there. And then you go and you pay for it (laughs) and buy it. Just the thousand dollar flip phone. Now, now how, how, how out there is it? Is it just like, is it like, oh, you you can have gray, darker gray, a lighter gray, a black that kind of looks like blue or black? Or is it actual no, like, it's like weird? It's red. It's like red burgundy. It's like deep, dark blue. Okay. Um, I think there's a green, like a very deep emerald green. A lot of them are bold colors. I'm trying to think of the terminology versus the actual like the phones that you could just buy right off right. the lot. Those are a little more pastel. So in terms of hue, um, and I have to say, so my experience being that I'm media, I got to like go to this whole setup, this really nice setup, which if you look at anybody's hands-ons that were posted today, uh, the, the day we're recording this, you'll notice that it's all the same backdrop. And so they set up a very 
femme color way. It's just very like blush pink, um, teals, baby blues. Uh, I want to say a very subdued early 2000s millennial aesthetic, <laughs> but with a lot more florals thrown in. Okay. Yes. There's even a pastel pink fold four, which if I recall the last couple of iterations were a lot more like, I don't want to say stuffy, but they were just very like, this is a business phone and this is the fun <laughs> phone. Um, so it's just, it's very, I, I'm calling out the aesthetics first and foremost, because I know people just want to like talk about specs, but Samsung is doing a lot with its aesthetics of its devices. And I just find it interesting the way it's being marketed because you and I have known Android to be such a masculine, um, or I guess me, I should just speak for myself. I'm not speaking for Andy, but I have always felt like Android was such a masculine, um, modern. <sighs> I'm trying, I feel, I feel so like <laughs> thinking of all my museum terminology uh, of how I'm trying to describe it, but assertive. Yeah. It's just very, I, I don't want to say bare bones, but very like, this practical, is Android. It's, there's a structure to it. Okay. It's practical. The font is easy to read. The menus are easy to distinguish versus iOS is very much like this is an Apple experience. Like you're <laughs> stepping into the Apple design Aren't you world, lucky? right? Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't really have that with Android. Android felt a lot more agnostic for so long because of that reason. And so I'm just noticing this shift and I just want to call it out because it is coming. It is barreling for hmm. me right now. And it's intense. Oh. It's intense. And it's a little different than um, the iPhone, I have to say. The marketing is a little different. Mm. feels different. Well, it is. They, they make so My many. My observations. But, but, it's a, but it's a good point. It's like Samsung, I think they have what? It's not just like the lion's share of the Android market. I think they are the number one worldwide phone maker of of any category. And so if there's if there's anybody who doesn't have an excuse for well, no, we're not going to make a range of interesting uh, body colors and colorways and whatever because, hey, we only have to – we can only produce so many phones uh, and we're, we're kind of just a niche product in the marketplace. It's – as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that if, if they're just going to make this – if they're going to have this one experience – experience where yes you can have uh you can have your 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 phone like sort of bespoke you can have your phone customized they should at least throw some really weird choices in there like i have i have a uh uh let me I, see if i can pull it up actually continue sorry i mean i i i have a uh i have a laptop bag i think it uh, I don't know who makes it. it. Might be a Timbuktu, but it was a, a, one of the major makers of of, of, uh, of laptop bags, and it looks like a normal bag until you open it up and you realize that the light, the orange, the, the 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 muted orange lining has screen printed inside it like a tasteful pattern of yellow blotches that, upon closer examination, is former uh, UK Prime Minister Tony Blair, and you're wondering. Why the hell does this lining have Tony Blair's face over and over and over again? It's not even like a politically – it's just they decided that would be an interesting motif. That's the sort of weirdness I would like to see in this – what sounds like a pop-up shop. No. Like I, I just – I, I, I want there to be like at least four where they're, where the, the people who are designing this are like, let's have four that we're just going to 
dare people to like use just select this one we're gonna we're gonna have like a uh, not not something disgusting not something just something that is so totally odd like here's the face of failed republican presidential nominee uh thomas dewey you know let's and people will ask what what's that on your phone oh it's the person who uh, who uh, Harry Truman unexpectedly defeated in the 19, uh, 1948 presidential race, Thomas Dewey. You know, Dewey even defeats Truman? Like, yes, but why is it embedded in your phone? Because I want people to know that I'm a maverick. And <laughs> and then they'll have to deal with you. That's, the, that's, that's what I'm going for. It's not like that, Andy. It's literally okay. five colors. I'm looking at it now. They said a total of 75 options uh, customization options between the ones that are available and the colors are just white, yellow, green, navy, and red. And okay. when I said bold, I meant like primary, they look like primary colors, okay. like, like you walk into a kindergarten class situation and then you get to pick between three frames, black, silver, or gold. And this is for the Z flip four. So this is for the flip phone. Got it. And I was showing Andy earlier on our little camera that we have facing each other, the purple one that I was sent for review. It's a nice lilac. Um, it's a nice lilac. And, uh, last year they sent me a tan one. So I'm actually really happy that they sent me this one because I like it way better for pictures and things. Um, and yeah, so the phones. What do you want to know, Andy? What do you want to know? Well, let's see. Ask For- me anything. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> like when you were making Clerks 2. And you've had to find. Oh, I'm sorry. That's oh, for you went for that. You went for Kevin that's it. I'm getting ready for the Comic Con, so I have to. Uh, so okay. Well, well, the the first question is with the with the fold is is like when you hold them in your hands, do they feel like the real deal? Or as some as has happened to me sometimes when I was sampling like the one and the two, like is it like okay, you're clearly still working out some bugs. There's this is still a phone that. I'm going to have to be a little bit careful with, as opposed to simply like, I didn't realize that I'd kept this phone in my pocket. <laughs> well, that I just simply dropped my, right. I got undressed at the end of the day and like dropped my, dropped my pants, like on the bathroom floor when I uh, went into the shower and Oh no, now the screen is cracked and the hinge is cracked and nothing works properly. Like, does it, does it feel like I am spending $1,800 for this phone? It's a real damn phone. 1800 starting at 18 starting at, that's the cheap that's a cheap one starting with the factory at. with no air conditioning in the factory radio yes yeah and only 128 gigs of storage space which wait really no 256 no, no i'm sorry i'm so sorry retract oh no i did not mean to turn on accessibility mode <laughs> oh no how do i make it stop oh no Oh, I'm so sorry to interrupt. That, well, that's you. You are you are invoking a pain that a lot of us have felt, where we hit the we hit the we were uh, we were uh, we were we we tapped on the 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 shift key too many times when we were just sort of fidgeting about, and we activated something where now the mouse cursor like hides behind windows, and you don't know how to get that back. And you can't Google for I think I results. turned it off. Okay. I think I turned it off. It's because I was handling the phone while talking to you. And there then it was like, I was just hitting stuff. But um, yes. So I can only speak to the hardware right now, right? Because I haven't been haven't able to set anything yeah. up. So <clears throat> what I will say is it feels way more finished, the most finished. But I only started my foldables journey with last year's flip so i was already feeling samsung's readiness for this okay. but 
they said that they really reinforced this with their aluminum, armor aluminum, whatever it's called, and uh, Gorilla Glass Victus, some sort of like <laughs> very intense name. Probably all good things. I don't know. It, regardless, you never want to drop a phone. Right. Okay. No matter who it comes and, from. And the and the big bummer is that these are not phones you can just put like a protective case around, you know, like you this can. is. You, you can, can, but but is you it can? Do they work? So y- the silicone cases that Samsung made for these oh, are actually very nice, and they don't take up a, a a whole lot of real estate. But I will say, like, if you're going out for a phone like this, the folding into a tablet, the, the Fold Four, you are a very specific kind of user, <laughs> right? Anyway, so <laughs> is, see, I, 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 th- I thought it was amazing that like the Fold Four has the same like durability rating as the as last year IPX8, which uh, they that's immersion proofness, or rather, it's, it's been tested for to survive immersion in over one meter of water. Like, there's something desperately wrong with you if you got your eighteen hundred dollar phone. And somehow it got immersed in one meter of water for any reason whatsoever. That's that's on you. Yeah. I'm not I'm not saying the phones shouldn't be durable. I'm not saying that they shouldn't survive. Like, hey, look, it was I needed to, I needed to call an Uber and it was raining outside. What the hell could I do? But uh, the, when I when I see people like surprised that they they're they're, they're using like their phones that are, are IP68 as an underwater camera in the pool and they're shocked that because it's like a year and a half later and the seals have weakened and suddenly it, it breaks they're like well it's not an underwater camera dude it's mm-hmm. like so for for eighteen hundred dollars you have to take care of your toys that's all I'm saying yep 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 if you're going near a pool go get one of those five dollar necklace holder thingies they're right. like everywhere there's and they work so well. Uh, pop sockets. You can get them with like sync and other famous boy yeah. bands on them. They're wonderful. They're darling. Oh, I need to find one. Now you're going to make me want to find an NSYNC one. Um, you can't use a pop socket with a fold because oh, you're going right. to need, you're going to need to, you know, put it out into a tablet. I am going to talk so much about this phone once I start using it because I'm very excited for the software features. Samsung is really, so this is running 12L okay. inside of its one UI 4.1. Point one, I believe, is what it's running, um, and so Samsung's already infused it nice. with those with those situations. And Android, so it's going to be interesting. Google's been like really hot about saying, "Hey, maybe we actually should acknowledge that their Androids is running on things other than phones and make that experience not totally suck." And so there, that that's that's another thing I really want to hear you uh, talk about when you've got some experience. Like how much of this is stuff that Google did successfully, and how much of this was uh, was Samsung uh, adding adding their own uh, user interface stuff, their own like one UI stuff that they've added to mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. They have a still have a partnership with Microsoft, of course. Uh, I do want to give Hiroshi Lockheimer credit because the last time I saw him in person, he was using a foldable. Which and the last time I saw him in person was in 2019. So <laughs> this that's dog. This booting. is this yeah. is the ultimate test. What yeah. I'm going in for right now. So stay tuned for that, everybody. I think Andy and I will have to devote a whole podcast section to it in a future episode because um, I'm just going to be heads down on these two phones for the next two weeks, including the flip, which. Again, both phones feel very sturdy, very nice in the hand. The flip is a little teensy-weensy less narrow than last year's device, which is nice because it feels like an actual phone when you open it instead of like, oh, this was a phone that I flipped open, you know? (laughs) So that's just like the quick rundown of the two phones. I do have the buds here. I didn't open them. 
the Buds 2 Pro because I have to send them to Canada to my coworker. And um, out of respect for his ears, I'm not going to touch them. <laughs> yes. So I Very really nice. like my coworker. I'm not going to do that. But I will tell you, the Buds look the exact same as the Galaxy Buds 2 in terms of like looks. I think it might be maybe tiny bit slimmer. And they're matte. Mm. They have like a matte feel to them, which is... yeah. So oh, the hi-fi stuff. Yes, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I didn't mean to drop Dandy. I apologize. No, no, no. You're, you're you're talking about the buds. That 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 was, and I know what you're going to talk about. And that was one of the weirdest things I read about the about the buds two pro. Yeah. So I am precisely sending this to my coworker because my coworker is going to do ju- Andrew Lazuski. Go read. He did the Pixel Buds Pro for us at Gizmodo. He knows these buds in and out. Uh, it's, that's his beat over um, at, at the site where I work. And so I can't wait to hear what he says about this hi-fi because when I... <sighs> Let's just say the, the press release that you could read publicly from Samsung doesn't quite go into the tr- <laughs> what it is that you're about to buy for two hundred thirty dollars. It's it's and and the fine yeah. print says that it only works with Samsung devices running One UI four point one point one and up. Yeah, you get four point one point one four point zero. I don't know. But anyway, the, one but of the, the big, but yeah. the big deal is that like for twenty four bit like HD like high quality audio, you have to be using a, a Samsung phone and like a, the right Samsung phone. I imagine it's just something that you have to do right now. Okay. I am imagining that they will possibly make this available to other. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Because I, I don't know. I am not the audio person here on this podcast to be able to speak to it, but I can tell you that I, everything completely flew over my head. It just, you know, it just seems so freaking weird because this is, it costs 230 bucks. So already it's 30 bucks more than uh, the Pixel Buds Pro, uh, the, 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 the Pixels like professional, like really really nice mm-hmm. sweet earbuds. And I know that I know that Samsung didn't necessarily know here's how here's what the features of the of the Pixel Buds are going to be. Here's how much it's going to cost. But it's like there are so many choices for truly wireless earbuds for two hundred thirty dollars or less. And I so don't many. and I don't know why. Samsung would say, we're going to give this, these, we're going to make these earbuds that have okay specs, but for the really good feature, you're going to have to have a Samsung phone. Whereas Google is, Google is, has had so much success so far with the Pixel Buds that they are, that people are, and reviewers are actively proposing them as an alternative to Apple AirPods Pro. Like they're saying, they're, they're, I've heard more than once. These are so good and so mm. competitive with the AirPods that unless you, unless the only hardware you ever deal with is Apple, they're definitely worth considering because when you deal with like your Windows laptop, when you deal with anything that is not made by Apple, these are going to be so much easier to deal with because mm-hmm. they're just bog standard, uh, open standards that for connecting to. So I'm, I just don't get it. That's why I have the Sony's. <laughs> Yep. The Sony's I'm wearing right now because they just like work with every device in my house. I don't have to worry about. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm going to be very interested to hear what the reviews are going to be like for the Buds 2 Pro. And then lastly, just because uh, we're sort of running out of time, but lastly, <laughs> I forgot about that. Whoops. Something fell. Um, <laughs> I got the Galaxy Watch 5. Oh. Now, 
there are two models. There's the Galaxy Watch 5 and the Galaxy Watch 5 Pro. There are two versions, two sizes of the Galaxy Watch 5. The one that I'm holding here in front of Andy is 40 millimeter because I'm, I cannot handle the 44 millimeter. They're for just, dames. It's just very, it's just, it's too much screen. I don't need that much screen on me all the right. time. Uh, the except, except the for ex, except for sunscreen, you can never have enough sunscreen. Oh, Sorry. super goop! You've got it. No, you're right. Um, the pro. So when Andy was putting together our notes, uh, Andy sometimes writes notes in sort of like internal dialogue, and so I noticed that you asked your you asked yourself a question like, "What really is like? Is that it? Like, is it really different? Yeah. Besides the titanium casing and the slightly more ruggedness and the bigger battery and i think that's it yeah they see they added the the thing that was really i i joined the chorus of people who do not understand or are frustrated by the lack of transparency on this new temperature tracking feature that samsung put into uh, the 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 series five because they are being so sketchy and cagey about oh temperature tracking so it can actually like read my temperature uh, let's not go that far. It not, says, yet. It's, not yet. It says that uh, from, the, I'm, from the press materials, I'm quoting, the temperature sensor uses infrared technology for more accurate readings, even if the temperature of your surroundings changes. This opens <clears throat> new, new possibilities for developers to expand their health and wellness options and for you to take advantage of all new experiences. So, yeah. So, and, and this, and to be, to be fair, this is, there, there are, there are two or three remaining Holy Grails for like uh, smartwatches. Uh, one of them is of course, Oh my God! The when it's possible to do non-invasive blood sugar readings, instantaneous blood sugar mm-hmm. and continuous blood sugar readings, that is going to be one of the biggest possible game changers for this device. But oh nobody, yeah. nobody can, nobody can lick this problem because it uh, there's there's no solution that is therapeutically accurate enough to be useful. Temperature sensing from the uh, reading temperature from the skin is another one of those things. Not quite as big a problem, but it's still the thing is there's so much fluctuation fluctuation of your skin temperature that this is why uh, electronic thermometers to be useful. They, it goes under your tongue or elsewhere, and that's that's the only way to get like a, a good reading. You have to get a core reading. So as a result, even Apple uh, they have a uh, the, Apple got a patent I think this week as a there's one of the, the patent tracking sites said that there's uh, here's a technology that we we want a patent for uh, getting skin temperature and it looks like it's something that they would put into an Apple watch and that's one of the rumors for this year's update to the Apple watch's skin temperature reading and even there mm-hmm. it was unlikely to to be oh my god you're running a fever you need you should you should definitely get some orange juice and some chicken soup and go to bed it's more like okay this will if we can only vaguely check uh, sense fluctuations as opposed to actual temperature maybe that 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 will be useful in sleep tracking that might be of uh, that might be useful for reproductive tracking so it could enhance an, an additional feature that doesn't simply say here is what your temperature is or here is what here's how your temperature varied up and down as you were working out so it is it is a real problem so i think i i keep wondering if they know that there's just nothing they can do. They, there's nothing at this point that they can put into a press release that wouldn't get them like slapped hard by the FDA saying, you're making a promise that you can't deliver on. Here's open your checkbook because this one is going to hurt Samsung. Uh, oh, that's why or, I see. I was thinking they did that so they could be first. 
I that you know that wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me either. Samsung has a long checkered history of we are the first to have face yeah. unlock. Yeah, but your face unlock really sucks. We're the first to be able to uh, take your pulse like from the device, and that also really sucks. And it's good that they're they're they they're very very famous for putting in features that, that are fun. To, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like it's, it actually got funny because we would go we would go to like the, the Samsung watch events. And it wouldn't be people who are like trying to shoot their videos and people who are trying to take their pictures. It's like, let's see how complicated a trick we can pull on this device before we absolutely screw it up. And it would be, nope, I've, I managed to break this really or make, make this feature fail or make this, this feature not work the way that you would hope that it would almost just after having had 10 seconds worth of experience with it and playing with it for 30 seconds more. So I wouldn't be Samsung is not the company that would give me the greatest amount of faith that this temperature sensor will do anything other than give them a first to market pin on their, uh, mm-hmm. uh, on their epaulets. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll have more to say about everything in just a bit of time. So I do promise to give like the full rundown. I, I wish I could really test the temperature sensor because I, you know, I have a uterus. So the things that come with that <laughs> include hormonal fluctuations that increase my body temperature during a certain time of the month up to sometimes 101 degrees Fahrenheit. So I'm low key having a little low grade fever. I would love to be able to test that instead of me taking my daughter's ear thermometer. <laughs> like, like, hold on, mommy's got to put the thermometer here again. See, oh, I feel feverish. Oh, oh, it's that time. Anyway, but I really, but I, I use that as an example, Andy, because I'm so sincere that like this is what I want from my smartwatch. Right. This is the kind of data that I would like for you to take for me passively. So I don't have to do this. So I can look down on my watch, which already knows my cycle. And it says to me, oh, that's why you're a little hot right now. You know, instead of me going out and buying 10 COVID tests after I haven't left the house. <laughs> oh, God, it's been a hard couple of years, guys. Um, and, uh, and also women's health, yes. issue, women's health features have been underserved, even by Apple. Oh, God. It's yeah. like, and actually, I mean, that not that that's unique to medicine. Even medicine is, they, they assume mm-hmm. the default position is that you are a man. We're going to test everything based on the and idea white. that you're a man. A it's white like, man. Mm-hmm. But, 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 but at least like uh, uh, there are, there, uh, there can be differences in uh, how prevalent certain diseases and certain problems are depending on your genetic, your, your, your genetic background. That's definitely a thing, but it's, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm just shocked that just again, general medicine has been like, Ooh, but women have the, have these other systems inside their bodies. That's going to make it difficult to test this protocol or test this, uh, test this drug. Like, well, let's just not, let's just assume that everybody who is going to be uh, uh, who is going to be tested for this thing or everybody who is going to be treated this way is going to be a man. Awesome. Uh, wait, uh, Doug, are you a man? Yeah. Steve, how about you? I'm a man too. There you go. That covers us. Same. Same. Hello Nobel committee. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh unfortunately we do have to move on, but before we do, we should just quickly touch upon why these announcements are so important for us as an Android ecosystem. And uh, first of all, as I mentioned earlier, Android 13 is going to be all about being the chameleon operating system for us. 
in this on this platform. And so the fold is going to give us, I think, a really great glimpse of what that's like in a living situation with Android 12L. Indeed. Um, and of course, that kind of ties in with the rumors that Google's still pursuing a foldable device of yeah. some sort. Pixel Notepad, maybe. Yeah. I right. The Pixel Watch is something that I kind of forgot is coming until Andy mentioned it in our show notes because I am just so pleased with what Samsung gave us. And so I am going to see if this Galaxy Watch 5, like, what is it about it that is going to, that the Pixel Watch is going to have to beat? Let's put it that way. Yeah. I'm going to be thinking about that in the back of my mind. The, the Pixel Watch doesn't have a whole lot of wiggle room to say, oh, we're, we're just finding we're just finding our feet. We're early to the market. Said, yeah, but you're committing, you're, you're comparing to a really well-established watch that gave that got that shed its hey, we're new to the marketplace uh baggage with the watch two. Now they're on the watch five. Now they're now they're doing victory laps about stuff that is cutting edge to make this thing work. You're gonna and have to using be better their own than processor. This. Right. They're not using Qualcomm, by the way. Uh I actually need to go add that to my article and I apologize. But yeah. they got back to me that there is an Exynos chip on the inside of this. And they and they've and they've got Google Assistant and they've got Google and they're gonna have Google Maps and so there, a lot of the a lot of the remaining reasons of, well, why wouldn't I just buy a Samsung watch is like, oh, so why would I take my, oh my risk? God. Why the hell Google would Maps. I? Yeah. I'm so sorry, Andy. I'm just excited to tell you that I really loved using Google Maps on my LTE watch in New York. Yes. Like just being like, oh, I'm going the right way. I All I had to do was look up and it would tell me exactly like what I had to do ahead and what the route was going to look like. I didn't have to like tap in. It was super seamless. Yeah, this this is why like the best demos of maps ha- will happen on in New York. Not only because it's it's super super well documented everywhere, but it's like everything works exactly the way that you would hope it would, including like uh, oh well, not, not only do I not only am I getting you your location via your GPS coordinates, but as you're holding up the camera, I can identify individual buildings, so now I know for sure where you are, and I can say, mm-hmm. well, here's I can actually. Post. I can actually paste an arrow, a big stupid car- cartoon arrow on your field of view that says "This way, <laughs> dummy." I, I've, I've, I've said it. I've said it before uh, that I don't. I don't need augmented reality because I have my Pixel Buds, and every time I'm in New York City, even if I'm not listening to music or anything, I've got like my left bud in. And it's just telling I'm just doing whatever I want to do, taking pictures of stuff as I go, stopping here, stopping there. Some buds. Yeah. And then and then, and then when it says, Oh, by that. oh, by the way, you are intending to get to this address, you're going to be taking a right up a, up at the next street corner. Like, thank you. That was very nice of you. Mm-hmm. Uh and that is a great point to end on too, which is that Samsung also launched buds. There's so many buds on the market. You know, do you need to pick Samsung? Samsung also owns JBL, Harman Kardon, all these other brands. So they're making money whether or not you buy these buds, (laughs) you know. They're going to be okay. They they also make washing machines. So, you know. I really do like my buds, though. I would really do like my buds, too. I mean, I wear them every single day. I wear them to sleep. Um, But we'll see if these pros are worth a 230 price tag. Yeah. It's a lot of money. It's a lot. It is. It's a lot. Okay. Well, this is a good time for us to say thank you for listening. And when we get back, (laughs) we're coming for you, Google.
Well, in my Samsung haze, I did not uh, I did not miss the hashtag get the message message from Google. And actually, to be to be extremely honest with everybody, if it was not for Samsung and all the work that I had to do, I would have probably written about this for Gizmodo. And, you know, I still might. I'm going to talk to my editor tomorrow because Andy reminded me that they contracted not only a Gen Z actress, but a millennial one, a late millennial one as well. So not only anybody who watches Riverdale uh, will recognize, um, what's her face? Uh, why is her name? Cheryl. Anybody will recognize Cheryl. Uh, I forget the actress's name, but she did a whole campaign for this. And what the campaign was, folks, is Google paid a bunch of actors and actresses and it got some influencers on board to talk about how it's just not fair that Apple made us the green bubble on iMessage. <laughs> uh, the other celebrity is Vanessa Hudgens. And anybody who recognizes her name probably was hanging out with me. And I know they didn't on LiveJournal back in <laughs> 2003, 2004. So I appreciate you. She, uh, it was a weird, strange choice. I never pegged her yeah. as an Android user. I'm I'm not I'm uh, I, I, I'm not, I'm not sure convinced. Every see every time see they they both they both like tweeted about this at the same time the same day using the official get the message uh, hashtag and of course with also with the hashtag ad as the FTC requires for all paid compensations. <laughs> so I'm I'm not sure if there's so much like Android users as users of money. That's what okay. Uh, that's what really bothers me about this campaign. Like I don't and. It, you all know anybody who's listening knows what this is about. This is Google telling people that it is Apple Apple's fault that we do not have like a, a you know on par messaging experience that we have low res video and images and like we're a green bubble on a background that's like hard to read <laughs> and it's like yes there is a lot of reasons that this does suck like I hate it when my best friend sends me a picture of somewhere beautiful that she is and. I can't experience it. So I have to be like, hey, babe, can you send it to me on Instagram <laughs> so I can get the full res? And so, yeah, that does suck. But I've also like moved on from this. Yeah. I have moved on. I am fine. Me too. It's it's like this is a little bit more of a complicated issue than anybody could possibly could really put together. What Google specifically wants is for Apple to support RCS messaging on the, on the messaging app on iPhones. And this is the replacement or upgrade to SMS messaging that is based on the carriers. It's, it's a it's basically SMS plus if you can think about it that mm -hmm. way. So it's not as though whereas Apple has their own app with their own protocol that's being hosted by their own servers to make iMessage network working. This is no, you're going to be using the same messaging network that SMS is based on. Only it will have the uh, Google servers will sort of cook this a little bit, and so you will have a lot of the stuff that that would make SMS more modern, like, as you say, end-to-end uh, -end encryption, like uh, being able to tell that someone's typing a message, being able to use Wi-Fi so that you can send actual high-resolution videos and high-resolution photos, all this sort of stuff. And also the the, the fact that having a, the, quote, green bubble, unquote, in, in, in a message chat will break certain features and iMessage. And it legitimately, some kids are getting hassled over that because, oh, ha, ha, you've got an Android phone and you're also ruining our text chat. So guess what? We're not going to include you in this text chat because you're going to ruin it for everybody. And, and they're, they're, these are all like real things. It's, it's also a real thing that Google has messed up 
its messaging strategy several times that three, four, five years ago, if they simply said, we've got this app, it's called Google messages. And just like Google maps, just like Google search, just like the Chrome browser, just like Gmail, if you want to have, have Android manufacturers on your device, you are going to have to include Google messages and have that Mm -hmm. as your primary like messaging app. You don't get to put your own app on there. You can have an alternative, but it's definitely going to be there and the user cannot remove it. And then just simply say, yes, I know it's just basically SMS messaging, but hey, look, six months later, we added an an encryption. Hey, look, we every, every six months, they add a feature, they would add a feature that would have something to do with how people are using not only iMessages, but Signal, WhatsApp, everything and that and that if they just simply stuck to one strategy this would not be i don't think they would be saying you know it kind of sucks that we have our own proprietary protocol we want to throw away our proprietary google messages app that 80 percent of our our users use to message between and one from one android phone to another we want everybody to use this rc no they're doing this because they lost they they dropped the ball 80 million times and now this is their only chance to have any sort of a toehold in rcs messaging and like you said it's not it stopped becoming an issue only because, like in the United States, this is still kind of important, chiefly because uh, the iPhone has such a huge presence in the U.S., whereas mm-hmm. it's a, closer to being a footnote in other countries. And, that's, and other countries have long since given up on waiting for Google to find its hat and its keys. And so they have they have adopted Signal. They have adopted Telegram. They have adopted WhatsApp. They're mm-hmm. not going to be switching down to an SMS-based, uh, like a carrier-based messaging system. So – yeah, I mean, I, I think that it, it is. Let, let the, 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 let's see the power. They also put together this big, uh, like Android.com slash get the message, the hashtag. Uh, huge headline at the top says, It's time for Apple to fix texting. It's it's not about the color of the bubbles, it's the blurry videos, broken group chats, missing red receipts, receipts, and typing indicators, no texting over Wi Fi, and more. These problems exist because Apple refuses to adopt modern texting standards when people with iPhones and Android phones text each other. And I, I think I don't think they're going to ever get Apple to, <laughs> to, 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 to fold. They would have folded by now if they thought that uh, supporting RCS messaging, uh, which is an established international standard. I don't think I do think that Apple's being churlish by not simply saying, hey, we could actually increase mm-hmm. the improve the experience for all of our users and improve increase the privacy and security of these chats for lots of iPhone users if we did decide to implement this protocol. They are being churlish by saying, well, no, how is that going to help us sell more iPhones? It won't, so therefore we're not going to bother. So I really do think that the only thing that this achieves is simply to make sure that when people complain about uh, about how bad it is when you when an Android user tries to send a a picture to an iPhone user, they want to make sure that Google Google wants to make sure that they know that it's not our fault. We have an answer. It works great from Android to Android, but Apple won't solve anything. Uh, it's it, but it's it's we're dunking on it a little bit because it really is kind of histrionic like there's so after after that paragraph after that headline and after that paragraph i'm talking about you you hit the website you see the headline you see that paragraph and then you see a big long black button underneath it that will open up twitter and compose a tweet for you to send and the tweet says apple stop breaking my texting experience hashtag get the message 
and 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 a lot of this has like the oh I oh I almost forgot to say that I think that I was approached back in May to participate in this because the website has mm. like a lot of it's not just it's not just us look look at the mm-hmm. <laughs> this like the the scene like at the end of uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street here I have unsolicited letters from all over the the internet from people complaining about I'll just dump them all on your desk here and so I, I that's what you see on the website and I, now I realize back in May I was I was contacted by an independent agency. That said, oh, we're working on an ad campaign uh, about uh, about messaging, and we'd love to use this tweet that you you posted. And uh, I had to. It's uh, the tweet was it was actually part of my live tweet of this year's Google I/O keynote, and I just live tweeted there uh, a section of the keynote where they made this jab at Apple about you know, talking about Android messages mm-hmm. and the new RCS standard. And I made a parenthetical comment and reply after that, saying, "This is this is the sort of thing that frustrates me about Apple." We're like, "Oh my, oh my." God, totally. We're the only ones who care about privacy. Boo other companies. Oh, great. So you'll be supporting this established standard for end-to-end encryption beyond iPhone to iPhone. Hashtag crickets. And so they said, oh, we want, we want to use this in this campaign. And I had to uh, it, it's not like there was a negotiation. My, my policy is that if I say something publicly, you can use it. And this is like for every company, every advertiser, every manufacturer. You don't pay me for it. Uh, of course, but if I said it publicly, it's part of the public discourse. You can use it. But the thing is that they, uh, I had to have the conversation. You, know, you I, I don't know if you realize that I am a journalist. So there are some ethical things that we have to navigate. Yeah. So, and they wanted me to sign. So they wanted to send me an agreement. And I said, I'm not sure. I'll take a look at it if you send it to me, but I'm not sure I'll be able to sign it. And it kind of ended there. But yeah, so it's, it's interesting to see that the, the it's interesting to be at the at the at the other end of the of the sausage factory on this one uh but also i couldn't i, uh, I we can't we can't read all of them but uh, you, you know you can't help but actually saying well let's do a search for that hashtag and see how this grassroots mo- movement is going which i i did which i did i did oh my god okay we did a madman meme Oh, guys, it's getting pretty bad over here. I just went to go check it right now, and I sorted by latest on Twitter. Uh, so we have a Mad Men meme. Like, it's a, let's see, on top, it's a... Very hip reference. It's Android. I feel bad for you. And on the bottom, it's an it's John Draper's Apple. I don't think about you at all. I mean, that's, that's a good way to use that meme. Yeah. but uh, There's a lot of disrespecting I, going on for a very expensive campaign, I think. I really... I am curious about this because I just don't know if this is going to take off with people <laughs> outside you know, of I, our bubble. I, I, I've, I am no longer a man of the streets, but I have contacted uh, uh, Huggy Bear and Rooster, my my contacts on the street. And mm-hmm. word on the street is that they haven't heard of this campaign, nor do they really care about this issue. Yeah. Uh, Madeline Pesh, by the way, is the person who plays Cheryl on Riverdale. Um and very enjoyable, unhinged series, I should say. Very dark and unhinged. Rest in peace, Luke Perry. Um, I just... Okay, let's see. Qualcomm, Motorola, Samsung, OnePlus. They uh, obviously contributed to this campaign as well because they stand to benefit from it. Um, but then there's also... like People just kind of read this as Google snarking Apple. <laughs> It's just an ad campaign. Yeah. I don't I don't know about that. I don't know. But they and they've been doing this all year by the way. This is like the third 
This is the third time that I've heard of this campaign. I actually wrote, I think way back in the springtime, I wrote about Android's first, it was last year, I think. Didn't Hiroshi Lockheimer go on like a tweet storm? Yeah, back yeah. in January. And he tweeted, exa- yeah, exactly. Like this has been happening for a while now. They've been really pushing it. And I just don't know if a Twitter campaign is going to be the thing that takes it because um, it, it's, it's it's not like it's, it's an, an it's, ecosystem war. It's it's not like it's a new uh, uh, eyeshadow palette. You can't really get there mm-hmm. via via uh, via social media. I think that you're going to have to tap into a frustration that already exists. And as I said, the right time to tap into that frustration would have been five years ago, and the frustration would have been with you, Google, for not providing a really good messaging platform, as opposed to Apple not supporting a standard that is again an upgrade on SMS, but not as good as signal or whatsapp or or anything else that leapt into the void you're so right this is a really old um this is this is an old mua makeup artist way of trying to like get something to go viral and i just don't know if it works in 2022 for this kind of thing on, on, on top of everything else it's like it's like one of those like made up youtube beefs like maybe if I start a beef with this very very popular messaging platform, I can like I can if they just which is also m- yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say which is also very antiquated because YouTube beefs aren't really happening now; they're TikTok beefs. Mm. I th- mm-hmm. now, now I think now I think I'm realizing why I haven't had like I won't n- mention four different uh, four four different makeup YouTuber names that are no longer anywhere in like my entertainment news feeds anymore. That's perhaps because. <laughs> okay, so I went on TikTok to see if this hashtag is doing anything. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, hashtag get the message. Oh, there's some. It's it's not good, folks. <laughs> it's it's not. It's really not good. The, I did get an Apple tip in on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> by typing that in but there's nothing for google on here which i think would have maybe i mean tiktok is where you want to get things to go viral now right yeah certainly on instagram where it's got uh, like twelve thousand posts twelve thousand posts like in all and that's including like people who probably oh here's (laughs) and a lot of these are just like reposts of tiktok stuff and it's just simply people who want to use get the message for other things I don't, I don't think if the message that they're interested in conveying has anything to do with a platform of choice. Yeah. Well, folks. Beyonce comes at church girls putting that witchcraft music out again. I don't know what that has to do with anything. I'm mm-mm, mm-mm. son yeah, surprises so this... dad with new truck so he can drive to work again. I, I think the message about Android messaging is getting buried somehow. Whatever they paid him for that placement is probably they needed to brief him a little bit better. God is great again. Good, good sentiment, but you know, I don't. I don't know if God has expressed a preference for again one besides prayer. I think. I think he's a supporter. He, she, or it is, purport, is, is a supporter of prayer as uh, uh, as an open communication standard. Okay, I have to say this is a really good burn. <laughs> this is just from from. Somebody on Twitter, dear Android, what about the unreliable and non-standard practices being followed by OEMs for the sake of battery optimization? Don't you think we should start a campaign for this uh, at OnePlus, at Oppo, at Vivo? (laughs) 
because the OnePlus 10T, for those who missed the news last week, has a proprietary charging spec called SuperVoke, uh, which really is quite fast, I should say. I, <laughs> I really do like the fast charging spec. Oh, boy. Well, everyone, I feel like that's our show this week. We've kind of, we did it. We went through the two biggest news of the week. <laughs> Samsung's new stuff and Google tries to ruffle feathers. I'm sure it'll work this time. While Wally Coyote, you know, maybe just paint a fake tunnel into the side of a cliff one more time. It'll work this time. I got a feeling. I got a really good feeling about this one. Can I end this by saying that I successfully taught my child how to FaceTime her cousin? <laughs> awesome. She knows like exactly where to where to press, like because I told her I was like, okay, press this one on the bottom. So I kind of like tried to teach her memory since you know she can't read, but at least she can like see icons. So I try to just teach her memory. Like you tap on this green, you know, she knows the color green. Is it this green icon over here? It's the little messaging icon. I'm like, okay, you see here, this is this is Anna. Okay, you tap on her. Okay, because she just wants to talk to Anna. That's it. <laughs> so, and then she holds the phone like this, like right in front of her, so she can <laughs> get her full. Well, because it's you, wild. You, you, you want to show off your summer look. <laughs> Got to get the accessories in there. Uh, she's been outgrowing her clothing. I haven't, I haven't gotten her new clothes, unfortunately, because um, I haven't had time to clean out her closet. So today she's wearing her uh, baptized and prized T-shirt <laughs> that she got last year for her baptism. So anyway, it's wild. It's wild. I love. Um, I, I see why people choose iPhone for their children. It really <laughs> is like an easier yeah. ecosystem because every Android phone is different. Right. Right. Because it depends on how you set it up, where the where the icons are and things like that. So food for that. <laughs> food for that. Uh, Andy, I am happy to be back. I am happy you are back as well as well as everybody listening, I'm sure. I hope that um, you did a wonderful job last week, by the way, with your theatrical uh, rendition of of Apple's campaign, because Apple had a campaign <laughs> last week as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> you see, we are, we are, see, uh, 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 I am more, see, you're, you're a millennial, I'm Gen X. It is more in my, this, this, it was a good week for, uh, like, me to be doing a solo, because it isn't in my, it is in my nature to mock and be suspicious about any good work that anybody else is doing, people more successful mm -hmm. and thoughtful than I am. And when Apple puts together a 90% very, very helpful and factful uh, video on on switching from one platform to another. It is my job to make fun of the fact that the entrance to the building is not the same as the actual interior of the building. That's my job. You know what? If if I fail to do that, the 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 the, the Gen X commissioner would go would bust into my room and take away my my black and white checkerboard uh, checkerboard kicks. You know. <laughs> My collection of skinny leather ties, all, all of my ska CDs. They, I, I, hey, I was there I was, too. <laughs> I was, I was, this millennial was there too, Andy. Uh, granted, I came back at like one of the last good waves, but I was there. Uh, so I guess besides you deciding if you're going to go to the Comic-Con, have you got anything else going on this week? I'm off this week on NPR, but I'll be on next week, Friday at... 12.45 a.m. Go to WGBHnews.org to stream it live or later. You can also go to WGBH's YouTube channel to actually watch me 
uh, in a setting almost exactly like what flow is seeing right now, because only I usually will be, it's, it's the one it's the, because, uh, I don't, I don't know why there's a difference. I know I'll wrap this up, but I don't know why there's a difference between like when I'm on Mac break, for instance, or any other like nerdy show, it's like, you know what? I, I'm going to wear the really comfortable headphones. And because the, the head comfortable headphones, like kind of make my hair poof up like in a way that looks really weird. I'll wear a baseball cap yeah, underneath it. I get that. This is mm-hmm. G, uh, GBH is like the, is the one where it's like, I'm going to have to wear my earbuds and because I can't, I can't be, I can't be wearing like the headphones and I can't be wearing a baseball cap. And I also need to be wearing something that is perfect spot on business casual Friday. Exactly. So I don't look, I don't know what, what the hell did he, did he wear like a a shirt and a a shirt suit coat and tie for, but nonetheless, like, wow, he is really sweating through that Hanes undershirt, isn't he? So it's, it's a scene, man. It's a scene. It's a scene. Well, thank you, Andy, for putting together the show notes this week. Hmm. Thank you for doing uh, literally everything else every week. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Jim, for editing us and making us sound great. Yay, Jim. Uh, and as for me, I know I'm like looking around, I'm like, what should I promo? Listen, folks. Can I, can I say that I, I got I did, a lot of work ahead of me? I did. I, I know you've got a lot, a lot of big reviews about the Samsung devices come up coming up. I know they're going to be awesome. I did read like your previews and I have to, I have to compliment you. I have never seen the word splayed use in like a tech preview review before in such a perfectly <laughs> perfect use of the word. There was nothing forced uh, about it. it. You needed, you needed to, to use the word splayed when you were talking about the galaxy flip. And there it was, you, you it was on the tree, <laughs> you plucked it and you put it right on the table. I didn't even use Grammarly for that one. That one's from my own brain. <laughs> so I just want to give my brain credit. This, for that is, this, one. this wasn't this wasn't any of that GPT three crap. This was actual no. like you know I actually wrote that crap. <laughs> I, I, I don't have to like keep explaining to people like in the next two or three or five years as GPT as like these these AI based like text generators mm-hmm. are getting better and better. Like look, I did. That, it's not like it learned how to how to do something that stupid. I actually formulated that was my own malformed <laughs> synapses that created that allegory. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess then I should just say go to flowrights.tech. That'll take you directly to all my stories that I publish over at gizmodo.com. That takes you directly to my author page over there. I do have a personal website, florenceion.com, but I haven't updated it in a while. Uh, but I do have a Discord. I should probably start advertising that again because our community is just nice. And if you're interested in what I'm going to be doing with the phones and the watches, that's a good place to come because I, I always like, post like here's what happened with me with this phone today and like it's you get a you get a first look at what i'm working on so in a in a nice community uh i guess that's it for us this week andy uh we should let people know that if they want to find past show notes or past episodes they can go to relay.fm slash material where they can also find out how to become a member of the show and of the relay fm network because if you subscribe to us, you are also supporting the rest of the wonderful roster of podcasts here on this wonderful network where we call home. I guess that's it, Andy. I guess that's it. I have nothing to add except for if you do the, if you look for get the message on Instagram uh, and sort by newest, there is like a lady with videos on how to do lymphatic self massage. And I am not going to click on to actually make the video activate because she looks kind of out there. 
there is a, there is a heart and a rainbow. So well, yeah. That's again, you you can't buy you can't buy publicity like this because if you did, nope. you'd ask for your money back. Nope. And that <laughs> on that note, everybody, have a good week. Be safe. Be happy. Be healthy. And we'll see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.